Welcome back to another Daily Walk. Well, today we're going to have a brief look at one of the parables that I did in a Bible study this last week. And uh, this one here is an interesting one because as you're reading it, what you understand is the meaning of this can even have some potential modern connotations. So let's go ahead and dive in, and we're going to be looking at the parable of, there's different names for it, of course, parable of the landowner is probably the more popular, or parable of the vineyard. Um, and uh, this is actually in all the synoptic gospels, so we are going to be looking at the section from Matthew uh, 21, starting in verse 33, and we're going to go down to 33, down to, thir down to 46. This is also in Mark chapter 12 and in Luke chapter 20. So uh, this is in all three of the Synoptic Gospels. So it starts, listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard and put a wall around it and dug up a wine press around it and built a tower and rented it out to the vine growers and went on a journey. When the harvest time approached, he sent his slaves to the vine growers to receive his produce. The vine growers took his slaves and beat one and killed another and stoned the third. Again, he sent another group of slaves, larger than the first. They did the same to them, but afterwards he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the vine growers saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and seize his inheritance. And they took him and threw him out into the vineyard and killed him. And therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those vine growers? They said to him, He will bring those wretches to a wretched end and will rent out the vineyard to another vine grower who will pay him the proceeds at the proper seasons. And Jesus said to them, Did you never read in the scriptures the stone which the builders rejected? This became the chief cornerstone. This came about from the Lord, and it, is, uh, and it is marvelous to our eyes. Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people producing the fruit of it. And he who falls on the stone will be broken into pieces, but on whomever it falls, it will be scattered him like dust. And when the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they understood he was speaking about them. When they sought to seize him, they feared the people because they considered him to be a prophet. Now, we're not going to go into all of the little scriptural nuances of this, uh, mostly because I'm planning a series of parables that's going to run after the foundation study is done. I'm not sure exactly what order. Um, but what I wanted to mention briefly about this parable is, is understand the various elements. We have the vineyard. Now, the vineyard represents in this God's chosen people. Now, at the time Jesus was giving this parable, this is referring to the Jewish nation. Um, as I was discussing this with a friend this past week, we were thinking about the concept of this and saying, is this the Jewish nation or is this God's chosen people and is there a distinction? And there is a distinction because God's chosen people at the time of Jesus was indeed the Israelite people. But it didn't stay that way. There was a point in time when the Israelite people so cast off God's laws that he said, I will go to whose will listen, okay? And so now we understand that God's chosen people now is the universal church, the people from every tribe and tongue and nation and race on earth. That is, that is, the, um, that is who God's chosen people are now. 
Now, of course, the renters at the time he was doing this, this, this uh, parable were the Pharisees. So the Pharisees, they thought that they were just the rulers, the major authorities. They were the ones that God placed in charge of teaching the people, but they cast it off. They blasphemed God. They did not treat God right, and they tried to make their own law God's law. And that's not right either. And so, really, the renters in this parable represented the Pharisees, and then he's going to pull the Pharisees out. And going to, um, what he's going to do then is he's going to cast them out, remove their authority, remove their chances, and give it to other people. Guess who that is? That's the church today. So we are in that position of having the authority. Now, the reason I wanted to talk about this, and again, there's a lot more detail ins and outs that we can do. Of course, the son who was killed was Jesus. Um, they sent Jesus, you know, uh, the, the slaves uh, were the landowner's uh, prophets in this case. The prophets were constantly sent and constantly sent to say, you got to reform, you got to pay back the deeds, you got to pay back the fruit. And what were the prophets doing? They were ridiculed, they were killed, they were uh, injured. These were things that had happened in the middle of this time. Now, here's the thing we have to think about now is the modern analysis, is that while all that is true, some of these can have a modern day parallels and we got to thinking, is it not possible that the, even in many places, the physical church, I'm not talking about the universal church, which is always the pure, true God's nation, but oftentimes the physical church is now usurping the position of the true universal church. And what ends up happening is the physical local churches oftentimes are leading people astray. And I see that a lot. And as they are leading people astray, it begs this question, if Jesus doesn't return, will he at least not cast out this new batch of renters? Now, I'm probably inclined to think that uh, Jesus is going to return before that time, but it's just some things that are worthy of thinking of. So what is the modern day application we can make to this parable? Well, the Pharisees were cast out of the vineyard because they chose not to follow the laws of God. So if the local church does the same, we're risking the same potential issue. So that being said, what I wanted to say on this short daily walk is just stop and reflect on the words of the scripture. Obey God in the scripture. Because if not, we all risk that. I mean, remember uh, going back, if we go back to the beginning of Matthew and we see the times when John the Baptist is preaching, we find this interesting statement. Um, John the Baptist then saw all the many Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, and John the Baptist said to them, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore, bear fruit keeping with repentance. Do not suppose that you can say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that from these stones, God is able to raise up children to Abraham. The ax is already laid at the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Remember that the Pharisees got up on their high horse. We're children of Abraham. We're always going to make it. John the Baptist says, no, no, we are, you are going to be removed. Any tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Well, this is 
a true statement for us as well. We can't sit down and go, I'm a member of the local church. The local church can't sit down and say, we have crosses on our wall. The question is, are you obeying, whether you as an individual person or whether you as your local church community, are you truly obeying the Word of God? Are you truly obeying the Word of God? Because I see so many perversions of the Word of God. It is disturbing. And will not God handle those? Those are some things to think about in our personal lives, in our congregational lives. And am I saying to avoid the local church? Absolutely not, because there are a lot of great ones. But there are a whole lot of churches that say they're Bible-believing churches, that say they stand on the cross. And it's abundantly clear when you go in there, you talk to the pastors, you raise real, true social issues of this day, they will openly deny things that are written in this word to placate the world and the community. That is a violation, and that is the thing that God will not look kindly too. Remember, he says, if you deny me before my father, excuse me, if you deny me before men, I will deny you before my father. That's something to keep in mind. So thanks for coming along on this daily walk. Don't forget, I have a bunch of new books uh, that have just been released this year. So have a look at the links in the description down below. And uh, you can also uh, support the channel directly on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Tom M or thinklifemedia.com. So thanks for coming along and I hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com. 